This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. Uh, my name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined here today by Gabriel Brangers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. I was waiting. I was We're, waiting for my just time. Keep waiting. Nope. I'm just going to keep, keep waiting. waiting. Today's I, episode I, is brought to you stop. by Zyrtec. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I'm going to I'm done. I'm done saying. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. No, it's it's over. Say it because if I keep saying it, he's never going to let yeah, me go first. Guarantee it. So it's I'm done. Just, I'm it's done. over. Yeah. So mark my words, <laughs> podcast listeners, you won't hear me say this anymore. He's. I'm just going to say good morning. Good morning. That's right. Or something. Afternoon. It's Whatever time day. it is when you're listening to this. It's good, good day. Good day, <laughs> yeah, sir. Good, I said good day. I said good day. Man. Uh, so, yeah, Gabe and I were saying it's uh, it's allergy. It's allergy time here in Kentucky. We not both, getting me at all. We both it's, mowed our grass yesterday. Yeah, Robbie apparently feels is. feels like I have a brick. Uh, see, I pay somebody to mow my grass. I should have <sighs> paid someone yesterday. I, they haven't been bothering me, and then it just hit me, and I'm feeling like... I, f I was like raspy this morning. Like, oh gosh, yeah. I was outside playing uh, on the golf simulator in the driveway last night, but it was as the right before the rain came in. So it's part of our it's part of our other project we're working on. Golf unboxed. No, yeah. we just need if we do something else, it's got to be just a totally different name. We, we tried gaming that? unboxed. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we tried gaming unboxed, and I do love the way that sounds. And maybe we'll we were actually just talking about one day reviving gaming unboxed for for I mainly just YouTube. Come back. Yeah, mainly just YouTube. Yeah, just yeah I think videos. as a streaming platform, yeah. it would be. We just awesome. we just do gameplay videos and game uh, previews. Let Michael go say, play games. By we we mean Michael. By uh, we we mean our staff writer Michael Perigo. If you're uh, listening to I this, I play PUBG. <laughs> I play Call of Duty, and I play Ultimate Golf. On and we could do. I mean, we hey, could we could that in some Steam stuff. gets full blown on here, and we can find a way to use a capture card. I will sit and play Day of Defeat all oh, day, and do, I will could, show these video, kids how to play games. We could do video <laughs> output into an HDMI capture card, and it runs into I've whatever a, we're I've doing. I've got a video I would share right now. Would it be? I made my first hole in one on Ultimate Golf. Did yesterday. you really? Yeah. Yep, it was on a playoff hole too. Really? That dude was real mad. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> we got to the end screen. He was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah, he was like, this <laughs> "What was this on?" Sucks. On Ultimate Golf. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't play Ultimate Golf, and if you like golf games, and you like games that don't require you to invest long, long hours in them, it it's is a quick match. It is fun. fun. It's yeah. so much fun. It it's so I, I hesitated. My entire family it. plays yeah. the game. I hesitated now. downloading it for weeks because I'm like, I don't need another game. I, I don't have many games on my phone other than PUBG and then Roblox for my kids. And 
I downloaded it, and it is. It's so much fun. It is. Cool. Cool. But it's ways. challenging. Yeah, there's yeah. tournaments, and then there's head-to-heads, and then there's uh, different challenges and seasons, and there's an ultimate cup, so it mimics like the FedEx Cup in, in, in real golf. So you, you, the more tournaments you play, the higher you move up in that, and every four weeks when it turns over, like if you've put in the time, you get some really nice, like tons and tons of the coins that you would use to do a bunch of other stuff, update your clubs. Yes. It's just... It's. I'm assuming it's a well thought out thing over time where they've been like, "Oh, we should add Ooh, this let's feature. Do this. Ooh, let's yeah. do this." But it is challenging too, um, in an interesting way. Like it's not. If I'm not hitting, if I'm not making a birdie on a hole, I'm a little upset. So it's not challenging in like uh, PGA Tour 2K21 on Stadia, <laughs> where if I'm making par, I feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that game's yeah. hard. That game's tough. You know, but it's it is it, fun to It's say. more like challenging, like the right balance of challenging slash arcade the way Tiger Woods golf was, which is my favorite way to play yes. golf. Like golf's hard enough when I'm playing it like in person, like it's a difficult game. I love it for that reason. But you know, when you play in a game version of it, it's like, I don't, I don't want all that realism here in the game. I want to, I want to arcade be able to it up. Dominate. I want to hit yeah. bombs, you exactly. know? Uh, anyway, so that would be my, that would be my contribution to gaming inbox. Little videos of me head to heading people. Um, like talking smack, that'd be fun actually. Yeah. Some sort of video setup to where I'm just talking smack to this person. <laughs> they can't talk back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chat has like 12 choices, and that's all yeah. you can choose. Yeah. I love it for, for a good reason. Probably keeps people. From yeah, talking. All right. Smack. Well, I think we just decided we're bringing back gaming there unbox you go. as a YouTube so, only. So that'll be my contribution. This is a this is a thing. What's that? <laughs> what are we looking at? I'm not going to say it out loud. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, is it a URL? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that afterwards. Yeah. But we're yeah, always, gotta, we're always my, trying to come up with new ideas. Yeah. You never know what might stick. Yeah. I got a hole-in-one, so yeah. I was happy. I have yet to get a hole-in-one in real life. I only day. have one. One day. I was uh, I looking. real close. Yesterday, yesterday. Does a putt count? No. no. Yes, yesterday, no. I saw on Instagram these two friends were playing around in uh, New Hampshire somewhere. I forget the name of the, the golf course they were playing at. Uh, two friends playing, both you know avid golfers, and both got a hole-in-one on the same day on the what? same hole. What? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Like I saw, I think like ESPN had like retweeted it or something is how I saw it. But yeah, same day, same hole. That's crazy. Same, like it, this at the same time. Like it wasn't like they played it twice and one got one and it was like back to back hole in ones. Like that's insane. Yeah. I mean the golf is, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have gaming. Like, hey, dude, we're going to have to figure out a Do what I just thing. did and if you'll we, get a hole. <laughs> if we ended up doing a golf channel, like there's so many different ways you could, it would be, like, I that are fun. Like I you think could go we'll, to the course and that, that kind of stuff, but then golf simulator stuff yeah. gets so interesting. I would stay away from instruction because yeah. I don't feel like I can teach something unless I'm, I've mastered it's, it and I've obviously not mastered golf. Well, I, mean, I think I what would shoot be, pretty decently, but what would be fun is not necessarily instruction. You're telling people, Hey, do this, do this. It's more of like, here's what I'm working. Here's on. my journey. Here's right. what I'm doing right now. Right. Plus, I'm you trying know, to how do this with the simulator and I, stuff. Like yeah. this is how we did our best yeah, simulator yeah. setup and things yeah. like that. But like, why did I start rolling my wrist last night? You know, turn, you, you were saying hey, backswing. This could be the wrist. next big esport. Golf simulator. I mean, I, I love it. Dude, that, we're that like, and stuff. I, I, I hit golf balls almost every day now. It's so much fun. It, it is well, it's awesome. fun and it's like it's playing. It's it's paying it's the, dividends. Yeah, and it, well, and it's the merging of two things. I think is I figured Tech. out last night. Yes, it's the techie <laughs> side of like, oh, look at the software and like TGC is awesome and it looks amazing. And so we've got the tech side, the video game kind of side of things. But it merges like with the simulator. It's not like oh, I'm going to play a video game. 
you got to hit the ball well. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to help you at all. Like Ooh, that you, reminds me. If we you need, can't hit the ball too bad, yeah. you can't play on this simulator. We need to get a reshader installed on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's free. Oh, it's free. Well, yeah. like we could go over Ooh, yeah. to, uh, we could go over to like Trent set up and like talk about different people. Right. Yeah. All right, it's done. Like, let's just do it, and we'll just like film it on our phones and stuff. Like, it doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. Done. All right. Well, we just got to figure out a name. <clears throat> get the channel. Gabe has it. Gabe might have. Gabe has it. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. See, so. this is how things happen. Honestly, I mean, this, this is really this is kind you of just how this is how this is how the Chrome Unboxed works. <laughs> And sometimes it, things it don't work, work out. Yeah, yeah it's okay. and that's it fine. But you don't and know until totally you try. Fine. Well, so many people. Well, it's funny. We so uh, our advertising platform that we use, uh, great partner. We've been with them for years. Um, they have reached out to us to help um, maybe uh, uh, get start creating some content for them. So they're 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 wanting to put out more kind of blog style content right. on their site. Uh, it's it, it's it's called Azoic. And they reached out to us, and it's like we 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 had a chat with one of their uh, content directors. And as we're talking about this stuff, it it is the the whole make it happen mentality. And she was like, "Can you like go through your process of how you all like figure things out?" And it's like, uh, g- Google Google it. Start with. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah, because I mean, you look at you look at how things evolve. We started gaming unbox because we had this idea and we thought it would be awesome and we thought we could duplicate, you know, kind of what we did with Chrome Unbox. And it didn't work the way that we we had hoped, but it might. We learned some things from it, and now we have a full time staff yeah, writer exactly. who crushes it and does an incredible job and, and still gets to write about gaming stuff. Yeah, and he still gets to write about gaming stuff. And when, if and when more gaming things come along and gaming unbox gets revived, he'll be. A major, major part of that. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah, you just sat in on some of the process. It's very scientific. It's trademarked. It was trademarked. <laughs> that was the whole process. You just saw it. See, while we're sitting here fooling around, he's publishing an article. I love he's it. Just I love awesome. it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love we it. just got an article published by Luke this morning. Yeah. yeah shout out to Luke, our our, got, our newest contributing writer. Yeah. He's got another one planned uh, that he just shared with me. So I'm you, excited to see. Uh, if, if you're interested in techie, um, pretty deep dive uh, yeah. stuff, Luke's going to be your guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's, he's very, very well written. I love the stuff he's, he's putting out and it's cool to have, it's cool to have some, uh, some more, you know, more different content, some more diverse content. That's the word I was looking for. Diverse. Yeah. And and he helps give us different stuff. You know, like we, we deep dive into the repositories and try to understand some of this stuff. And already there's been a couple instances where there's something I saw and I'm like, I think this might be something. Sent him a link real quick. Said, "Hey, can you look at this? What do you think?" Right. And and he one, he was like, "Hey, this is this, and wow, that's cool." And another, he was like, no, uh, "Yeah, this is just this one little thing." And oh, oh, okay, so I'm not spending my time chasing stuff that's no yeah. good, or it helps us, you know, kind of shine a light on stuff that's cooler than maybe we initially thought it was. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe we'll schedule yeah. we'll schedule a time to have him on the podcast and have him talk about some of the stuff that he does and works on. Yeah, because uh, yeah, be cool. he he he's a developer uh, that that knows and does things outside of what you know we can yeah. fully understand. Um, so that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, some new Pixel 
I guess there's still leaks. Uh, it, it, everything's a leak until it happens, I guess, right? Yeah. But it's, it's all, from it's a very a trusted source. Yes. So this is, again, front <laughs> And everything page. has been pretty Better watch out. On. Samsung's uh, Samsung's going after leakers now, too. Like, Are they uh, really? Yeah. Yep. They're trying to yeah. show. Like Evan Blass even he I don't think he's going to because they're not going after the guys that reproduce it. They're going after the leakers. But Evan even said, I might pull all of my Samsung stuff down. Yeah. I mean, like they're. Because well, they want to protect their sources, too. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is front page tech and, you know, his leaks, he was the first one that had some renders of the pixel six and then new ones came out after that of actual CAD renders. His renders were built off of images from videos of hands on the head. And they make renders of which I, which I appreciate. I Absolutely. Like that. So yes, it was, it was a complete, is. just to make sure that, that his source, you should never know. It could be a, a coffee cup or a, a particular uh, cut in a table. A, a watch. Right. Something that someone else notices and that person's busted and they lose their career. Yeah. Now, granted, you could argue like they shouldn't be doing this stuff anyway, but. Uh, it's the world we live in. Yeah, yeah. Chicken egg here. So, uh, anywho, he said this is a very trusted source. Uh, as always, grain of salt, but check out these specs. Um, and I think some of these we knew already, some of we didn't. It's, it's just nice to kind of have them here. They're all in one spot. Wi-Fi 6, um, you know, the latest Bluetooth, all that kind of stuff's in place. Uh, Google's custom silicon. But the Pixel 6 uh, screen size, 6.4 inches. Guess what yeah. size the Pixel 4 screen is? 6.4 inches. Actually, it's a 6.2 inches maybe. Uh, let's ask Google. I don't know. Let's Google, ask Google. Google it. Google it. Google it. Uh, I'm not. What's the screen size on the Pixel 4 XL? I think it's 6.2. I think it's six two as well. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about Here's it. information from gsmarina.com. We're both wrong. Six wow. three. Ah, right in the middle. So larger screen than the I'm XL. Six three. Oh, that's different. <laughs> so it's six point four inches. So a little bit bigger than your current large Pixel phone. So for a lot of people, I think what this is going to mean is you just get the regular Pixel six and you're going to be fine. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. it's probably going to be cheaper. It's going to be uh, a little less in a lot of different ways, but I think some ways that may not matter to most people. So both, uh, ooh, that's interesting. I just noticed that. So it's AMOLED on the Pixel 6 and it's plastic OLED on the Pixel 6 Pro. I don't know what that means. Does no anybody idea. know what that means? Plastic OLED? I, would, yeah, I thought yeah, AMOLED yes. was like uh, the best. Is it better somehow than that? I thought you wrote an article about oh, that. Oh, it's POLED. POLED, yeah. That was what was in, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. all. It's I, I write. I write so many articles. I can't remember. I yeah. <laughs> it happened yesterday too. Like he did an entire video oh, on yeah. something, and I was I like, "Forgot it." Yeah, how you to, did a video how on to restore it. your yeah. Uh, revert. Yeah, how to revert food. your yeah. Yeah. Probably like, talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, like uh, okay. I, I he watched the video, and I'm like, I don't remember doing this. A and I just taught myself something new. It was new to me. <laughs> it was in there. It was just. <laughs> Suppressed. It was yeah. one of those videos that we were like, we should do this. This is something we should do. And, and we just was. did it. And then yeah. it was like, cool, it's done. Forget. Yep. Wow. Yep. Don't Delete. have room make, for that. Make room. Clear anyway, cash. <laughs> so both of them are OLED of some sort. Um, I, Again, I don't really know the difference in the two, but I thought AMOLED was like the best OLED. Uh, it's like Samsung's thing. Anyway, both AMOLED or both OLED screens of some sort. Um, but the Pro goes up to 6.71 inches. That's going to be a big boy. Um, I want to say, mm-hmm. well, we're asking mm-hmm. Google things. Let's just ask Google something else here. Hey, G. What's the screen size on the OnePlus 8T? So 
the not 80 it does it all the time and that was that clear a 655 that's right so they've done 655 so it's going to be bigger than the screen size going to be bigger than the phone i yeah. carry so that's a lot of phone because this is a lot of phone because um, yeah, the screen to body ratio on that one's pretty good yeah there's barely any bezels yeah. going on here and so and i so yeah it's gonna be a big phone it's yeah. gonna be samsung galaxy 21 ultra megazon whatever megazon um <laughs> it's gonna be big so Here's the differentiating things. Um, again, size is obviously part of it, but this is where it starts really differentiating. Rear cameras on the Pixel 6, 50 mm-hmm. megapixel wide, which is dope because the wide, your wide angle is technically your main camera. So that's that's been the case for, for years at this point. Uh, the main camera on most smartphones is, a, is technically a wide angle camera. Uh, but we've had 12.2 megapixel cameras on all pixels, I think. Yep. Um, so that's a... <laughs> Large bump. Like what they, is it now? They've used the 50. same. 50, yeah, they've yeah, used yeah. that same Sony same, sensor. Same for sensor and years. lens and stuff. And so, much larger sensor. So, if anything, you take Google's computational photography and give it more data to work with. Yeah. Win-win. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It'll probably bend pixels, which means it will actually take four pixels to one pixel. So, it'll take that information, and so it'll probably still produce like a 12.5 megapixel. Image. image. Is that, am I doing yeah. my math right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it has the, the raw detail. data to work with beforehand because yeah. you yeah. honestly don't want to fake a 50 megapixel photo every time well, you snap. Well, we'll think about like portrait mode stuff, like right. being able to capture the line on yeah. someone's hair, you know, in a portrait mode shot. That stuff's important. Yeah. But then you bump to a 12 megapixel ultra wide. And so I think the ultra wide, um, let's just continue this trend. I just like asking Google stuff. What are the megapixels on the Pixel 4 XL cameras? Yeah, I don't... I, don't. I know it's 12-something. 12.2. So the 16-megapixel telephoto. Where's the... It's wide. Didn't it have an ultra-wide? Oh, it doesn't have an ultra-wide. That's right. It didn't even have an ultra wide camera. I don't know what yeah. it, most it, ultra wide cameras though come for whatever reason they end up coming down in megapixels on the sensor, which doesn't make any sense to me. You're capturing a bigger image. You should have more megapixels. I was thinking of the five that has the point six X that goes. So it wide. has the five has five. a wide angle. I wonder what it is. Let's ask Google. What are the megapixels? What can I do for you? Wow, I'm awesome. This is going what well. Are the megapixels on the Pixel Five cameras? <laughs> This is great. It's our podcast guest is Google Assistant. Android Central. Uh, so your wide, your ultra wide is only 16 megapixels, or is 16 megapixels on uh, the Pixel Five. So okay, that's that's way higher than most. Because um, usually, like I said, the the you need more megapixels because you're capturing a yeah wider scape like scope of imagery. Anyway, so they're doing 12 megapixel ultra wide. Um, so that's actually a downgrade from the five. That's kind of weird. Um, hopefully, if it's a really good 12 megapixel sensor, yeah. though, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not all about the megapixels, but yeah. But then on the Pro, you also add a 48 megapixel telephoto, um, which, which could be, be really dope. cool. Um, hopefully, there's rumors I've heard that it's going to be a telescoping. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't say the specs that leaked. Yeah. does not say, like, it's a 2X, 4X. Be dope if it was something like a five to ten x. Yep. Like if you could put a telephoto lens on, put a telephoto lens on. Don't exactly. do a two x. That's pointless. Right. Especially with Google's 
uh, ability. Like when the you zoom in, zoom. yeah, they're digital zoom and you snap. <clears throat> Again, their computational photography is like magic. And in a lot of instances, their digital zooming looks better than a lot of optical zoom. Yeah. So yeah. again, mix a really high-powered optical zoom with their image photography yeah. stuff uh, or image uh, comp composition stuff and uh, it could be really cool so and you're creating more natural bokeh by doing that too right. so like a lot of times if i'm taking photos uh, of people on my phone i'll use the 2x and just step back to capture that shot right and just get natural bokeh instead of forcing the the portrait mode um, front camera on the regular 8 megapixel which is fine um, it's nothing to write home about but it goes up to 12 megapixel which i think is what you need for 4k if i'm correct uh, I think 12 megapixels uh, yeah. is 4K. That's a Joe question. I'm not sure. Um, you'd have to just do the multiplication. For anybody anybody that don't know, if you multiply width times height of your pixels on screen, so for 4K, 2160 um, by uh, 3840, is that mm -hmm. right? Yep. 3840, yep. 2160. If you multiply those numbers together, you'll get a number, how many ever millions of pixels those are. That's megapixels. That's how that works. So um, I want to say 8 megapixels is plenty to pull off full, but that might be quad HD now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, plenty of megapixels there to work with, uh, but a nice bump, again, in the camera department for the Pro. So now you have an extra camera on the back. You've got a better camera on the front. you got a bigger screen. You have arguably a better display. I don't know. Yeah, again, the I whole mean, plastic OLED thing. Surely. Now we go batteries, 4,600 milliamp hours, 4,614 specifically random number yeah, uh, on the battery so for the Pixel 6, 5,000 milliamp hour battery for the Pixel 6 yeah. Pro. So 5,000 milliamp hours is it's big. 4,600 is a big battery. Yeah, what's this? this is, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, make Google do it. How big is the battery on the OnePlus 9 Pro? It's been so hard not to say stupid things oh, while you're asking questions. 1, yeah, so it's a, yeah, that's a big battery. 4,500. Are they right, doing dual battery? Or is it just the one? I would have, with 5,000, I would assume it's Almost has two. to be. But that, basically all the dual battery thing does is allow you to charge way faster. Because yeah. you can charge two batteries at once instead of blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, now another uh, significant departure. Uh, Pixel 6, 8 gigs of RAM, which is good. Uh, it's a solid number. Uh, but the Pixel 6 Pro goes up to 12 gigs of RAM. That's a lot of RAM. Uh, on a phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it. I'm like, I love it. I throw all the stuff in the, in there. Uh, if, if we're going to have options, give me, give me the and option if you're for making, lots. Like you're, making, you're making a splash here. So yeah, do let's something. Go. Let's yeah, go. Let's go in. Let's go in. And that's what it feels like. It feels like they took a year off and now they're like, nah, we're ready now. Like we are throwing all of it. It doesn't say anything on here about this, but the rumor is like under, under display fingerprint scanner. Unique aesthetic, obviously we've seen it. Edge-to-edge uh, -edge display, you know, hole-punch camera. So, I mean, it, they're not skipping anything here. And from what we can tell, the the processor in here is going to be somewhere in that 855 plus to 865 Snapdragon kind of thing. It's Which not, is fine. Uh, it's not going to be 888 probably, but I have the 865 on my OnePlus 8T. It's fine. I, literally, <laughs> I can't. There's yeah. nothing. There's not one time I'm like, oh man, this processor is really getting slow. N never, not yeah. one time. And you're gonna have the it. extra RAM to, to boost right. it a little better. And, and again, you've got better vertical integration yeah. between the hardware and the software. Yep. So this isn't yep. Google building something that goes on to something else that goes on what? to a chip that I didn't make. Yeah. This but, is Google makes the chip. Google makes the software. Google makes yeah. Android. <laughs> like benchmarks. Yeah, benchmarks are only going to tell us so much. It's going to be right. like, for example, with the M1 Mac when right. we actually started 
exporting and rendering, that's when we saw the right, performance. Right, actually use it, and you're yeah. like, holy crap, yeah. because you get those pipelines aligned, yeah. it takes less work to get from point A to point B when it's a straight line versus a zigzag, yep. uh, that, that, to put it in layman's terms. Um, all right, so <laughs> so storage, uh, Pixel 6, 128, 256. I think that's respectable. Yeah, totally. Don't, don't give us a 64 gig phone uh, in 2021. Don't do that. <laughs> They're dumb. Just um, get, stop making 64 gig yeah. phones. And Pixel 6 Pro goes up to 512. Um, Let's go. That feels like over, total overkill to me. Robbie's I, still probably going to get it, though. I think I know. <laughs> nah, if I can save some money on that, that's that's where I save my money on my phones. So um, I'm trying to think. I think this is, um, I don't even know where to go to look. I think my phone is 8128. Again, never once thought about RAM, never once thought about storage. So eight one twenty eight is fine. Um, oh yeah. So twelve one twenty eight to me is going to be what I would do probably. I I might go with the two fifty six if it's not yeah, too much. Yeah, I would say I would hike. sacrifice some of the storage, but if I can get the RAM, then yeah, the RAM's all I really care about because I I try to keep my app list pretty clean. Yeah, I don't have a ton of apps, or I and I don't store, I don't download a ton of stuff. Ever. So the, those are your specs, um, and we're getting a pretty good idea what this phone's going to look yeah. like. I mean, we're moving into mid-July at this point, so August, September, so two and a half months, yeah. we're going to be seeing this thing. So it's yeah. it's coming into its kind of full form at this point, uh, and that's awesome. Um, I I haven't been this excited for a phone. It's been a while. Gosh, um, probably since the or, first I was, Pixel. I was going to say original Pixel. Yeah, when that one came out, the hype around like, oh my God, Google's making their own phone, like it's not a Nexus thing, like they're really taking this in, and had like, a kind of cool design. Yeah. Um, I haven't been as excited about a piece of hardware probably since maybe the Pixelbook uh, leaks happened. Like, I was extremely excited about those. Was that in the big room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember sitting over there and seeing that stuff. Uh, Droid Life. Yeah. Was the one that yes. Got it was an advertisement showed up by accident. And we were like, oh, that's Eve. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome, and it, I, I'm that excited for these phones. Like, I'm excited for Google to like take a big swing, because it. Other than the first Pixel, and they didn't do it with the first Pixel either. The first Pixel no, felt it was, like it was a hey, here, some here's leftovers. our entry level, yeah, or, or our entry into this market. We're just yeah. gonna make kind of a normal phone. It did the have Pixel, a cool design. Like, I like the little block. It had remember the bigger it had glass. Huge, yeah, it had huge bezels bezels oh, yeah. on the top and bottom for no reason. Yeah. There was yeah. big bezels on the bottom. Like it was, remember, because HTC made that phone. Yes. yes. Yeah. And there was a phone that came out not too long and it after. It was like the same. It was the exact same phone, but yeah. it had a home button on it. Yeah. And it's like they didn't want to do the home button, but they left the left big the space. Be- it was yeah. huge yeah. bezels. Ridiculous. Uh, it's like you got rid of the button, get rid of the bezel. Yeah. But it's the, those, that's what they had the, laying the, around. The, yeah. It was easier than the machining was all there. new stuff. The screen yeah, was already absolutely. there. They couldn't, they couldn't change it. And then, you know, like Pixel 2, it felt like they kind of went three quarters of the way and they didn't fully invest. Pixel 3 was huge the same way. It's like big notch. bat, like, hey, we're going to do notches because everybody's doing notches, but we're going to make the biggest notch for the dumbest reason so we can have two front-facing cameras. So dumb. I did really so like dumb. the wide-angle front-facing, but you could have just made the front-facing. Just facing make the front-facing camera wide-angle. Yeah. Like, who wants a close-in shot of a selfie camera? Yeah. No one. Yeah. No one ever wants that. Just make it wide-angle. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Pixel 4 just felt like they were confused a little bit as to what they were going to do. Like, oh, we got to do Face ID. Yeah. And But we don't want to change our cameras. But, you know, like, confused and, and half measures all the time. Yeah. And it's like, and that's what made me feel like with the Pixel 5 and the 5a that's coming apparently now and 
4A and all that stuff, 4A, 5G, like maybe that they had just decided we don't know how to do this. <laughs> like we're just going to make mid-range phones and yeah. not worry about it because mm-hmm. we don't want to throw the time and effort it takes to make something unique and, and good. Now they're saying the, the fi- 5A hit FCC. Like this month, right? Yeah. Maybe. It's, yeah. It's, when did it hit the FCC? Uh, just something popped up in my feed last night so that three models yeah. passed the FCC. Could be. It, it could be Monday then, because the, Google usually doesn't push stuff through. And sorry, I just built a website. While we were, I didn't. I didn't build a website. <laughs> we have. A, we have a, a new website. website. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the anticipation is killing me. <laughs> Hold on, I have to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> we own it now. We don't have to worry about it. So, anyways, they usually don't put stuff through FCC until. Like it's with ready. their with their hardware events, they don't put them through till the day of the hardware event. But if they put it through this week, it'd probably be Monday. Yeah, and again, it's going to be one of those like slightly uninspired phones that I think will do fine at a low price point. But that's what Google needs to be doing now, and it feels like finally, like everything I'm seeing about this phone, there's there's no like, oh man, are you serious? If it ships with that, I swear it's going to be terrible. Every year it's been this way. And and for the first time, it's like, no, they're just pulling out all the stops and going to the high end and hitting on that. But then at the same time, they'll have the 5A, and then this leaves room for a 6A next year and gives them the ability to have a true flagship phone and then medium-range phones. Like right. You can have both things. <laughs> and it became so confusing when everything they made was mid-range. The Pixel 5, to me, still makes no sense. A lot of people like it. Don't get me wrong. But it was a little too expensive for what it delivered, I think. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see where all of this goes now. And then mix that with the watch. Forget about it. Like, uh, the, yeah, as long as the honest, watch tells time and does my basic notifications and yeah. looks the way I don't want to say I'm more excited. Want it. But I'm as excited about the watch. I'm as, I am. as excited for Because sure. you know it should launch with the new Wear UI, which did you see some random, I don't remember what company it was, uh, one of their random 3100 chip watches got the update the other day. Really? Yeah, and it's one of those, it's not a one-off brand, but it's like one of those more luxury, they don't make a lot of watches. Yeah. I can't remember what, which brand it was, but mm. yeah, apparently it's rolling out for some users. <laughs> I went and checked both yeah. my tick watches. It yeah. there. <laughs> My poor fossil. Oh. Things on its last leg, man. It's bad. It keeps like it, it it just keeps turning off. Like it I'll be hmm. it's it's I completely reset it and it loaded back up to the fossil screen and wouldn't go anywhere and I had to like look up this crazy combo thing to do to uh, I was it was bad. It's not working well. But, yes, the watch is going to be, the Pixel Watch is going to be amazing. And, and for so long, there's always been, I mean, going back to when you were officed over there, Robbie, uh, next to the window. Yep. What, there was all the Pixel Watch stuff that happened there. Oh, yeah. So how long ago was that? That had been four, four years. years ago. Oh, yeah. And I can't they, remember which I phone s- it was tied to. So that, I guess that would have been the three. They were thinking somebody had leaked that they I were maybe the trying three. to do a Pixel Watch with that one. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm a, I'm a, I think that was a, the time. Yeah. I've been, I've been in on, uh, I haven't, <laughs> I've been wearing it a, a lot lately, uh, but I've been in on, cause I had the Huawei, I don't even remember the name of that watch, big watch pro or whatever. I love that, that thing. Yeah. It was very like, it was almost like a G shock. Like it had yeah. that styling, yeah. which I always loved. I, I had, you know, G shocks growing up and stuff. And, uh, and then I got the fossil gen five. Which has been a great watch. I've had it for a while now. I mean, I've probably had it for two years, and it's just—I don't know. It—I I think this this factory reset I did 
hopefully got it back in 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 line but the pixel watch has always been that uh the the watch that we all wanted that everyone who's tried wear os is like why google just make your own please and i think the uh the acquisition of fitbit probably was part of this plan in in and i hope i hope so badly they've done these tile things they've they've started doing this more everything at a glance you yep. everything on the watch this is it's a watch yeah. it's made to get my stuff quickly it doesn't need all this other crap and yeah, like wear the, os yeah. at first was so crowded and there was just if, too if much there if their partnership with samsung and their acquisition of fitbit yeah, does this, not fix wear os or then, wear or whatever it's called now then all of this has yeah. been completely yeah. for not yeah. i mean honestly and don't get me wrong like the Apple Watch UI is not perfect. No, like, I don't. I don't particularly care for it. But. It's not great, but it works and it does the things you want it to do. And Wear OS does the things you want it to do, just sometimes in a kind of roundabout way. And yeah. it's like, well, like it, it, I was talking to my wife uh, last night. Actually, my my brother and his family are up at a amusement park up in uh, Cincinnati called Kings Island, and um, they were up there, and my nephew doesn't they, they haven't given him a phone like he's got an ipad but he they i think for his last birthday or maybe christmas he got an apple watch uh but they've tied cellular service to it um so he can send text messages with his voice and stuff like that on it and it's got a phone number so now i can like communicate with him because he'll go to play golf with us sometimes um and i'm like man that kind of thing a basic watch, but then the ability to answer and send text messages without having to have my phone on me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know how that works. Do they tie that to your phone number or do you have to have a separate phone number for your watch? Surely to goodness there. I've never had one that had a SIM. So yeah, the tick watch, the older model with LTE, they have an LTE model of the new one, but they don't sell it here. It's just a data SIM is all it is. There's, I don't, yeah, I mean, like, I, they may still tie a phone number to it. I never set it up because it's Verizon only, and I'm not getting yeah, a separate yeah. Verizon. Yeah, he's got a phone number, like, and I think because it that watch can take and make phone calls as well. So, I, like, I'm pretty sure I can Maybe call him you, on yeah. it. But I'm Is like, if you're, if you're an adult with a phone, and uh, yeah, I think there was. I AT&T. think they had the they have the whole like AT and T thing with mm-hmm. the Apple Watch. Like, can you tie it into your phone number? Oh. Add. Like, how does that work? Or yeah, would you set up sure. call forwarding or something yeah. on it? Because that would be really annoying to be like, I'm going to have to call you on this, add this phone number, or like, yeah. to have a separate phone number. That's what's always turned me off about the idea of that. But Yeah, I don't, yeah. But they were at an amusement park, and I'm like, that'd be great to be able to leave all your crap and your phone just in, in the locker or in the car and not carry that with you. Because I don't need my phone up. other than to check the time. No, you know, oh, yeah. and answer the message, uh, a message, and make phone calls. You yeah. know, and so if maybe there's a forwarding thing from your phone. You can just you tell know, it, hey, forward everything to my watch for now, or the, I don't know. At the gym on a run. Yeah, I mean, when you leave your phone, out and you about just if you just want to run to the, the call forwarding quick. on and have that phone well, number I mean, set up. Yeah, personally for me, like all on the golf course, like absolutely to not carry my phone on the golf course yeah. would be amazing. And I know that I'm connected and <laughs> yeah. I can make my phone calls. And I highly doubt the Pixel Watch is going to have uh, cellular, but maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. They could. It's not to like to be honest like if if like the Fit if Fitbit launched one that had something like that built into it and I just stuck with Fitbit, I would stick with it for that reason versus oh, yeah. the Pixel Watch even though it looks amazing. Yeah. Um but if neither of them are going to have it, I'm 
probably getting the Pixel Watch because it just looks so beautiful. The renders are making it look super duper thin. I hope it's not quite it that. There's thin. no way. It's there's that no thin. way. It's just the angle. And honestly, there's something about like I I was into that for a little bit. I don't know if you remember that black that original oh, yeah. grain watch super that had watch. that super minimal. It's just I don't know. I think it was like a weird trend, and I I didn't like wearing it. Honestly, like yeah. I I wear a dive watch now that's kind of a chunky watch and i kind of like it like there's something yeah, about for everyday the, wear i mean because yeah. like that morphic that i have is what it's 44 or 46 Ooh. i mean it's pretty big, big but i've gotten so accustomed to that that when i put yeah. on one of my minimal yeah. smaller ones that have like a 38 weird. it feels yeah i'm like man i'm gonna break this thing yeah <laughs> well and like you know for for me like playing disc golf or going out on a run like you know you want it to to have a little heft to it like if you bang it right. on something by accident so we'll Hef. see uh but yeah i mean i think i think this this october is going to be a really fun event oh yeah the only thing that would make it better is if they just surprise us with a chromebook but i just don't see it don't see I it don't see it now we've talked about that a little bit and we're not going to get back into all that here again but there is a chance possibly um that you know google is using you know, like the assistant key, for instance, could be being mapped with that Vivaldi keyboard so they can do whatever they want with that keyboard setup. And so we could have missed it there because um, the assistant key and then the light bar obviously was uh, tied to that Lindar device from, from Lenovo. So, you know, they don't have to put a light bar. The Pixel Book doesn't have a light bar. Yes, it has the assistant key. Um, but, I mean, there's other ways for them to go about mapping that without being so obvious. So technically speaking, they could make one. Um, I just don't see it being likely because we found some of those Voltier processors can be fanless, correct? Yes, we, they that do was, have a – it's what's replaced the Y series, but there is a – they call it like TPU3 or something like that, right. 4. So they are – they're fan. So if yeah. some of those some of those Voltier boards – a handful of them have that type of processor in them. Yes, they could swap and just upgrade the Pixel Book or the the Pixel Book Go and not have to make huge fuss about it. The the whole thing for me was if just like with tenth gen chips and Chromebooks, they all have fans. Yeah, like it's just the way it is. The only one that doesn't is the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, and it had overheating issues and it had fan ports all over it. Like Google would have to wildly change the aesthetics of their existing devices to add a fan or they can just wait till i mean they're clearly going to make the white chapel google silicon chip for chromebooks i could see them just waiting until that's ready and Uh, and what would be amazing is if during the presentation even if 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 they don't they don't announce it uh don't announce a new chromebook all they have to say is and coming later you know this year or next year right we are working to integrate this chip. You know, have a big, a huge new, presentation about the chip. Yeah, and, and they're the going end, to guarantee yeah. it. They and are going to spend a lot of time explaining what they've done with. And this at chip. the end, just have some like you know, it's like engineers. It doesn't. Do you want to have to show a Chromebook? But just show them like working on the internals of a Chromebook there's and a building. Keyboard laying yeah, there's a keyboard. You know, like I can picture it already. So yeah. if it's they something. just did that, that would be incredible. But uh, here's here's to hoping, I suppose. But yeah. I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath. So, okay, hey, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. 
They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. We took a little extended break there because we're uh, looking at a food truck. That More business go. decisions. That's <laughs> what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Lunch. That's lunch. <laughs> We're not going to do uh, Freaky Fast Fridays until Jimmy John's responds to our Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't respond. Like, We're holding like, them. They really like should. Extortion. Yeah, we are that, holding the extortion. We are not ordering Jimmy John's until. I was getting mixed up, like blackmail versus yeah. extortion. Extortion would be that we had something and we're trying to get something from them to give them back the thing that we had, I think. That's, blackmail. that's, blackmail. that's blackmail. Yeah, you're right. That's more blackmail. So if I'm holding extortion. something. Extortion, I'm just trying to get something from you. Yeah. I'm holding something. Trying to, ex- yeah. I don't know. So, anywho. You still uh, have to have some sort of leverage to extort, extort things. Extortion right. sounds right. way more it does. maniacal. That's what we're doing. Uh, there's a, a local food truck that does uh, some smoked meat, so we're going to go check that out today. Yeah. Very stoked on it. Uh, but let's, let's talk a couple other things here. Uh, some news from this week. Uh, Chrome OS had, t- had some issues rolling out has, some... Has. had has had had they haven't, they haven't fixed that yet have they no, is having. no i've been checking the <laughs> checking the bug report consistently and someone was kind enough to drop my article in the bug report which, <laughs> hey whatever i mean which i filed a separate bug report so the the issue is there was an incremental update to chrome os 91 oh gosh it's been end of last week and shortly thereafter, some users started reporting just insane CPU. Like their CPUs were maxed at 100% when there was nothing open, nothing running, whatever. I mean, was it because you're, was that what, what was causing your fan to run like crazy the other day? It might have been. It might have been. I never thought about that because it hasn't Probably done what it, it since. Eh. So, yeah, uh, just crippled, crippled their laptops. If you're using 100% of your CPU and it's doing nothing, then you have no other CPU power to do anything else. And, uh, there were different reports that the um, the hertz on the CPU boost weren't getting over 0.8, even though they're you know devices that should be getting 2.1 or three or whatever. Um, and it seemed to be I don't know if it's limited to certain devices because there's some people that have some like Gemini Lake devices that were getting it, uh, Hatch devices were getting it, which are the Comet Lake and then AMD devices as well. Uh, so at some point day before yesterday or yesterday day before yesterday i think google paused the update to that incremental version so if you have the new version you've got it and you're fine as long as your cpu is not being crazy uh but if you had not taken the latest update you can't you you can't get it or if you revert your device you're going to go back to the more 
the older version, which rolled out like middle of June. All that to say, the CPU issue can be avoided right now as long as you're not on that latest version of Chrome OS, but they have not fixed whatever the problem is yet. A side effect of that is if you are now on the older version, which is point one one four, I think is what the older version is. I think that's what it was. Yeah, let me check it out. I'll just head up to cross.tech right here. Which I Google's reverted. Not I don't I don't want to use the re- word reverted because they don't like that for some reason. Uh, they paused the update server. So if you are on the most current available version, you're on point one one four. Um, or the last three numbers. The problem is the Linux container, the Linux container, the way that it, it, it updates, it's wanting to be on the latest version of Chrome OS, right. which whatever they have in the Linux kernel in, in their repository or however that works is looking for that newer version that's no longer available. So Robbie had given me the HP C1030. We switched devices so he can do a review. And I went to... It was power washed, and I was on one one four, and I went to install the Linux the Linux container. And it said uh, the Chrome OS needs to be updated before you can continue installing the Linux container. Well, you go to the update page and click update, and it says there's no update available. So Linux is looking for that newer version, and it won't install unless it has it. And there's no way to force it to install, but there's no way to get on the newer version of Chrome OS. So it's just kind of a catch twenty two going on. I'm sure it was a it was a you know, they, they didn't foresee that or they didn't think about it because they were just trying to get this bug squashed. Uh, so whether or not they fix that, I think will depend on how long it's going to take for them to fix the CPU bug. If they have a fix ready to roll out for the CPU bug, they'll probably just roll it out. People can get back on the latest version of Chrome OS and it's not an issue. Um, if it's going to be a little bit, all they have to do is update the Linux container to look for that older version of Chrome OS. But they've not really responded to the bug report. It's been escalated to a priority one, which means it's really important, but there's no one in there that has said anything about, Oh yeah, we've identified the problem or we know what's going on. So right now you're just kind of in the dark. If you have Linux installed already, you're fine. Okay. If you don't, you're not going to be able to install it. The other option is to switch to like the beta or the dev channel. So you'll be on a different version of, you'll be on whatever the latest version of Chrome OS is for that channel. And then you'll be good to go. But then you also have to power wash when you go back to stable. So, cause that's what I was going to do on this device, but it's managed and I can't change the stupid channel on it. So, so, so if, so you, oh yeah, because you can't yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Sad. <laughs> it's like oh, I'll just put it in dev mode, and then yeah. I forgot that it's no, you locked. Can't. You nope. can't put it in dev mode. That, no, no, you won't. Uh, apart from me just yanking the guts out of this thing, I don't think there's any way around it. But at the end of the day, like we were talking a little bit as we were, as we were jotting down the notes for this, our like, script, yeah, our script, our very script. official script. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, this is. Uh, something that Chrome OS can do because of the way that it's rolled out and because of the way that Chrome OS is served to Chromebooks. Um, It's different, right? It's, it's all in the cloud. Yeah. And I don't want to make it out like, Oh, you know, Chrome OS updates, like no other thing updates. It, It just, it's the nature. This goes back way farther than just, Oh, this is how it serves updates. Um, it goes back to, you know, this is, this is the way that, um, Chrome OS is 
built from the ground up because it's it's made this way. It's intentionally built around cloud computing, around account-based access, around all these kind of things that makes these issues when they come yeah. up just less of a big deal. Like it's less of a, oh, my, how, what are we going to do about this update? I mean, if a Mac OS or Windows update comes out and you spend the time to implement the update and do all the kind of stuff and then it's it borks something – Perfect, perfect example. We had an update to uh, our our um, what's that thing called Mac Mini. Um, I was like Mac the box. thing, Mac box, the Mac, Mac box. box. That's what it should be called. Um, the Apple box. So we had uh, um, you know that that update came and then it broke something and yeah. or it was it an update? It was our, I can't it was remember. Our plugins wasn't that, it for the, uh, the, the graphic plugins, plugins. Yeah. and so like. For you to be like, oh, well, that's not working. That's going to hurt my workflow. I just need to revert back. No way. Yeah, I mean, I you mean, can, no way. but it There's, is not. You, it, you you have to have some developer level stuff to like revert windows and things like that. They don't make it easy. It's because no. it's not something that that they plan on. Um, and then Google's taking even more steps to make this more avoidable in the future with the new update cycle and uh, like managed devices. Uh, IT admins will actually have the option to choose like what they call long term stable releases that don't update right. as often, yeah. but you get all the security features without all the new feature updates. That allows them to avoid the because imagine if you had some sort of crippling bug like this and you Have updated five thousand yeah. Chromebooks at one time from the admin console, then what do you do? You know, right? Uh, it, it's a mess. You can always revert them. You can do that, but ad, IT admins have the ability to pin versions that way they can't be manually updated and then they're offering these new long-term releases which allow them to continue to have the latest security features without getting the updates until the admins know okay this update is yeah. stable it's safe there's no issues with it because we've seen in the past multiple times uh, schools have these issues come up that the general users have no idea because it's not affecting them but on managed devices things are borked and they're like what are we supposed to do you know, because back, it, yeah. you know, three years ago, it was a little bit more difficult to just roll back 5,000 devices. Google's making it a lot easier to avoid these type of uh, hiccups. You know? So basically, like when, when, when the long term thing, is it something schools and everybody can do right now? Or is that a uh, whenever the new so I remember them talking about it? In some yeah, I think it's whenever the new release cycle starts, which is what? um the end of this month oh yeah whenever the next update is that they're skipping a version and they're all that skip 93 yeah so they're doing okay. they're going to do 92 i think that's right and because 94 i think is where everybody gets back yeah, on board. that's right so i don't know if those will roll out together but there will be i don't think it's available right now but uh yeah. but certain certain enterprise and education accounts will be able to um, get on that long-term yeah. release if they want to yeah and i mean yeah so it's like it sucks that there's these issues but uh, win for Chrome OS on the back end to be mm -hmm. able to uh, sort things out quickly. So, right. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about one other thing here before we wrap up, uh, and that's that's Jasper Lake. So we've probably I can't remember. I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we haven't had uh, some some data to talk about, and uh, and we well, got we've it. Just not been able to. Or we haven't been able, able to, to say. Yeah, we've had some data. We just couldn't yeah, talk so about it. The the first Jasper Lake device that we got in. Um, <laughs> yeah, was the 
Acer uh, Chromebook 317. I always have to sit here and think before. I'm like 713. So the big 17-inch device, I'm actually, it's it's in front of me. I'm using it uh, right now. Uh, I, I, I've just, I've liked this device a lot. Um, and, you know, obviously we ran benchmarks when we got it in, but we were told it's pre-production. Can't Don't share benchmarks. So we haven't. You know, we've just said, hey, feel snappy. You know, we'll leave it at that and not say anything. And then it hit me yesterday. I was like, we have the regular one in. Like we can do this of, now. <laughs> one of the multiple devices we're in the process of reviewing. Uh, we can talk about it. Like, it's completely fine to talk about these these numbers. And we haven't actually explicitly talked about them. And so um, I, I sat down. It took me all morning to put it all together and get all the, the numbers together, get all the screenshots so that everybody could see them. Um, but, you know, we have an article out now. I'm trying to find it so I can tell you all exact numbers. Um, basically just saying, hey, you know, Jasper Lake's here, and uh, it's legit. Like, really, really legit. And I'm just excited that that's the case uh, for multiple reasons. Because to start with, like, you need to understand that Jasper Lake devices, and we've talked about these before, but Jasper Lake will be what's in. It's the latest small core Intel processor that will be in the cheapest Chromebooks you can buy. Um, and used to what that meant was it's a cheap, slow processor. It's cheap build materials. It's cheap components. It's a cheap production. So that's the, the uh, attention to detail is very low. Um, it's cheap screens. It's the most minimal storage, the most minimal RAM. You know, these are the two, two 16 devices we used to get two gigs of RAM, 16 gigs of storage, like crazy low spec devices. So not only were they put together poorly and not only did they have poor components that feel bad to use, they also were just slow. So, I mean, when we go back to Braswell, Braswell was painfully slow. And then there were Atom processors before that. And then we had Apollo Lake, which we thought was going to be a big jump. And it just, it didn't work. Like most Apollo Lake devices I used were just terrible. I mean, they just were. Yeah, uh, I tried. Like when we first got our first we, one, we I'm wanted like, to. We wanted oh, this to like isn't it. bad. This is bad. And then the minute you start really trying to do a, a few tabs and doing some multitasking, it's like, no, this is not good. Like I, I'm a, I, I try to imagine being a, a, a like a middle school student and actually trying to get work done on that. And I'm right, like, opening up a few docs and then yeah. having some websites open for reference and you know bouncing back and forth between like and all the multitasking gestures instead of animating everything's just like jumping around like. You get it. If you've used a cheap Chromebook, you you understand uh, where we're coming from. And so last year with Gemini Lake, uh, it felt like we we started to get out of that a little bit. Like we we came out of the water onto the shore, like just barely out, but out. Um, and you know, Gemini Lake devices weren't atrocious to use, and they were still the same type of thing, still low in price, and you know, using cheaper build materials and all that kind of stuff, but the overall experience was not bad to use them. And so we've been reading about these Jasper Lake devices. It takes it down to 10 nanometer process, which means, you know, the, the space between the processing, uh, the, the space in the processor itself is smaller, which means it's more power efficient. Uh, it means that you're going to get a little bit more improvement in speed. Uh, but it also has a better GPU, just a lot of stuff moving forward with these small cores. And so, there was a lot of promise to Jasper Lake and we finally got this device in and then we couldn't tell anybody about it. And so now it's like, cool here, we're going to lay the numbers out for you and a tell you 
it is a big jump. And B, tell you, it's not just numbers. Like it feels like it. Um, I'm, I've worked from we we the review unit we got in of three seventeen is the absolute kind of basement <laughs> Jasper Lake device yeah. that you're going to see. It's it's four gigs of RAM, sixty four gigs of storage. It's the N forty five hundred, which is the dual core, plain old Jasper Lake processor. Nothing extra going on. It's just you know, this is what. It, granted, this Chromebook here has a backlit keyboard and it's got upward firing speakers and it's big and it's got a three hundred nit screen, anti glare. Like, there's some some niceties about the three seventeen. This same processor will be in little eleven inch Chromebooks mm-hmm. with TN panels and no backlighting on the keyboard and plastic builds and that are cheap. I mean, two hundred, two hundred fifty dollar Chromebooks will come with this processor inside. Let me show you some of the benchmarks. Oh, this isn't loading. That's not good. I hope that's just a hiccup. Oh, they're there. Uh, <laughs> that would have been unfortunate. Gone. Here, let me show you this article that uh, tells you about uh, benchmarks, but doesn't actually show you the images. They're all white on my screen. So when we start talking about uh, Octane, which again I know it's retired, but it's still useful, um, we go from sixteen thousand five hundred five for the base. I had a base model Gemini Lake, so the N four thousand processor with four gigs of RAM. Uh, running it against this this base level uh, Jasper Lake sixteen thousand five hundred five, which is respectable for a small core. Again, Gemini Lake got us up to the point where it's like, okay, cool, we're not stuck in you know super slow land anymore. The entry level Jasper Lake takes that to twenty five thousand, so we're talking more than fifty percent increase. It's like what fifty five percent something like that uh, increase in performance year over year. That's a big jump. This is the same type of jump that we're seeing with. Uh, Comet Lake and Tiger Lake, like these just huge jumps forward in processing power. Moving on to speedometer, uh, Gemini Lake got 51.4, Jasper Lake gets 75. So again, another 50% increase. Uh, I don't know why these images aren't loading. Sad, sad face. There we go. Uh, Motion Mark, which is another browser bench. Uh, it's see, 20 or 233 on Gemini Lake. Uh, 320 on Jasper and then Jetstream uh, 55 on Gemini Lake and 77 on Jetstream uh, for Jasper Lake. So basically across the board and like so this is testing browser speed, it's testing JavaScript compiling, it's testing uh, some graphic stuff. Again, all kind of browser based type things, but that's what you do generally on a Chromebook. And 50 to 60% somewhere in there across the board in, in performance gains in the base level. And so now you're talking about getting a small core processor that's in cheap Chromebooks that is going to deliver numbers that we were frankly excited about just a couple years ago in flagship Chromebooks. I mean, 25,000, we would have been happy with, right? I mean, yeah, I think I would bet if you uh, we don't have it here, but the M3 Pixelbook Go, I think the M3 is... Because we have the we have the M5 oh, one, yeah. yeah, 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 the yeah, entry yeah. level Pixelbook like, oh. Go. I'm almost positive was a twenty six or twenty seven thousand. Uh, I mean, it, I remember having core those like, old oh, Acer fifteens having core processors and thinking, man, this thing gets twenty seven thousand. It's a monster. Yeah, I mean, granted, yes, Tiger Lake we're getting now, and they're just freaking stupid, insane. Uh, what they're getting on these benchmarks, but. There, and I've said this for a long time. Like there's a there are certain yeah, numbers. Zipso has it at thirty thousand even, so it's probably twenty eight on the M three, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're approaching that with with a processor that's going to be in a two hundred dollar Chromebook. Uh, the only thing I could ask more of this is like, 
Is anyone going to make it detachable with Jasper Lake? They don't need fans. They're completely silent. Why the motherboards not? are small. Put it in a tablet. Put it in a detachable. Why like, not? Yeah. yeah. It, it's going to be faster than the ARM ones that we have. And frankly, Intel and people making Intel Chromebooks, you're running out of time. Like MediaTek's going to show up soon. The 8192 and 8195 are going to show up. And then Google's silicon, if I feel like they might share it in Chrome OS, yeah. like in the Chrome OS world. Like they might let other Chrome OS manufacturers use their silicon for yep. Chromebooks. Arm's coming for you. Like take advantage now. Like yeah. start making Jasper Lake tablets. I don't understand why that's not a thing. But so far we don't, we're not tracking any of them. But overall, like the performance improvements on paper and in like actually just using the device it's it's such a breath of fresh air like to get all the perks i'm getting with this monstrous chromebook that's sitting in front of me like i've really really enjoyed it like i fired up a stadia game and i'm like this is a great cloud gaming machine because the screen's huge and it's a good screen it's got good color reproduction good viewing angles and 300 nits of brightness with anti-glare so that performs more like 330 or 340 because it, it knocks down some of that extra light coming in you've got a number pad you got pack lit keys uh you have really good upward firing speakers it's just a good device as a whole and i think it starts at 360 370 bucks or less yeah that's that's the msrp that's not it on sale that's what it starts on acer's website and i'm like you're getting this kind of performance now out of devices that are less than 400 bucks it'll go on sale for less than three i guarantee it and so i'm like that that just fundamentally changes things. Yeah, and I mean, just not like having having a good performing processor and a, a screen that's not horrible is worth three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And you give me a Chromebook with a decent screen and power. It's a good keyboard too. I will be fine with it not having everything else. But yeah, I mean, the, it's got a lot of other it's things amazing. Too. Does it yeah. have HDMI? Uh, no. no, I think it's. One. You know, in case your 17.3 yeah. screen's not big enough. It's got but, I mean, yeah, it's USB-C SD, on both sides. USB, USB-A on C, both sides. Upward firing speakers. Micro. Really good battery life. I mean, I've been I've sat here with yeah, it I mean, at it 75% screen brightness, and it's still tracking to get about 12 hours of battery. Yeah. I'm sure it's got a honking battery in here because they're like, ah, it's huge anyway. Might as well and weigh her put, down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, put yeah, I mean, this reminds there. me of the old CB515 just with bigger screen and a number pad yeah so, i mean the screens were good on those the keyboard i loved my old 15 inch i think i had the core i5 yep. i had the celeron model too but they were just they were solid devices they weren't knocking anything out of the park but they did everything you need them to do and they looked agreed good, you know? yeah. agreed um the build on this thing's good i want that yeah. back I wonder it's, if it's, it's, all it's, pl- it's all amazing, plastic but, it but it's decent not, it's not flimsy yeah. you know uh yeah. it's like I said, it's heavy don't get me wrong it's it's a big device this is when I do the review, I'll just go ahead and tell you, like the the point of view I will take with this is this is like the desktop computer you can still throw in your bag if you have to. Yeah. You know, this isn't something I would want to have in my backpack every day all the time. But at the same time, I remember I said this about the Lenovo, I think. Yeah, they're 15.6 inch. Like, it's like a portable workstation. Yeah. Like, this does feel like a workstation. Like, I... I'm not missing anything here. Like I put a mouse beside this and I feel like, man, what's I'm, that uh, weigh though? I think like five pounds. No way. Is it that I, much? I think so. <laughs> I feel this it's, thing. It's, it's, it's chunky. Oh jeez. Okay. It almost All hit right. Gabe. It almost killed Gabe. And so it's also a weapon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like desktop laptop. Yeah. It's that like you a, can use at home, but also a desktop as a weapon. It goes in the bag basically. Yeah. And, and again, for like gaming or watching media on it, yeah. like, 
for sure. It's fantastic. So, I mean, for the right types of people, this is going to fit really well because, again, if you have, say, a house where you don't have, like I don't have a, 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 a studio or a home office or anything at home, if I'm going to work at home, I'm taking up space somewhere else. I'm in the living room. I'm in the dining room. Those are the only two places I really ever work. Uh, if it's nice, I'll go outside on the porch. And so... I have to kind of pick my whole setup up and set it down, but I also don't want to bother hooking in external monitors and stuff. This allows me to have this thing kind of at arm's reach and I don't, it's just super comfortable to work on. I just, I love the screen size on it and I love all this stuff. And and the benefit there is, you know, working from home and you're going to have to work in different places. This is, this is mobile. Technically, I can pick it up and move it. I just don't want to all the time. It's if you're in and out of coffee shops and airports and all that stuff. Not this really. is probably not really for you. Yeah. Uh, but if it's if it's something where you have a couple stable places, you're gonna let it sit on a desk and be happy with it. I got I got my wife the CX5, and I'm I'm glad she likes it. It's uh, it's been a good device for her, and she's got a device that isn't um, slow in any way, shape, or form uh, for the first time in a while. But there's part of me that wishes I could have gotten her this too, because I think she just appreciates she's that type of user. She uses her Chromebook in like two places, um, but the things that she does, a bigger screen's most important. Yeah. So I've had her look at other devices. She's like, I just I want a bigger screen. So video calling, you know, social media, that's about it. Yeah. You know that she does on her Chromebook, and she'll watch some videos and stuff on it. So this this arguably could have been a better chromebook for her and could have saved me some money but <laughs> now you know. the, re- the real truth comes yeah. out <laughs> uh, you know but like like i said i'm i'm really enjoying this chromebook like i've picked it up and worked from it in a few yeah. days just because i i like it and to be able to do your normal workflow on a on a yeah. sub 400 dollar chromebook small and not cords. really have to think about it yeah on a small look at this device. what's that is that it? that's it no oh, 329 that's this model right here is that 173, Yeah, that's the one I'm using. It's the same model number. 329 right now. Where is that? Walmart. At Walmart. So there, there you go. go. There's you only that. one left, so. <laughs> already, Somebody already go snag on it. sale. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, this, that device I, I, will that show might, up for less But you know how bucks. Acer and Asus and even HP do, though? That might be Acer's. Re- uh, none of Acer's retail price or ever are retail the same. Price. I bet. Is it on sale? No, I bet you this will be three twenty nine at Walmart as long as they have it in stock. I'll guarantee yeah. it. And that for what you're getting, that's and then amazing. It, and then it might go on sale for. You want a laptop just for playing Stadia? Yeah, there you go. Or GeForce. I mean, now. you think you think it'll you said go on sale from that, won't it? Is I that three hundred nine or lower? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, what is it right now? Three? What is it? Three twenty nine at Walmart. And it's not showing on sale. Like that's what Walmart's Ooh. MSRP is. I mean, it's insane. So just knock insane. off ten percent and call it two ninety nine, right? And used yeah. to, yeah. I mean, and used to, like you would say, okay, yeah, but it's got that Apollo like processor in there, yeah, so exactly. God, yeah. you're never that, going to use it. That's out the window. Yeah, now. forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Don't worry about that anymore. Um, again, it's not going to be a speed demon. Like you're not going to be able to open up a bajillion windows across six virtual desks and have an extended monitor and not see some performance hiccups. You're going to see them. But when I keep it on this screen and do my normal workflow with multiple desks and stuff. No real issues, to be honest with you. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's so like, kind of amazing. So, like, what 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 happened this year? Like, what happened no at Intel knows. that made these two? Mm. <clears throat> you know, your 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 large core and your small core get so much better. Like, um, this feels like a big jump. I, I feel that. Lake. I think 
what they were trying to do with Apollo and the first Gemini Lake iteration, what they were attempting to do with that, they finally got it right. Because they touted Apollo Lake as 30% better than what was pre uh, Braswell. Braswell. So and to bad. be honest, it may have been 30%, but Braswell's so bad at this point that 30% wasn't enough. It really no, you, wasn't. you almost couldn't tell. It's like yeah. going from terrible to not as terrible. But it's like, a, a Jasper, is it? It's, it's 12, it's 10. It's so 10 that, that's the that's, big thing. So uh, Intel, three years later, finally figured out 10 nanometer, three years after they, got they it said working. they were going to. So. Yeah. <laughs> for, for reference, uh, So just Arm a shorter space on. that the processes yeah, have for, to between move. The, yeah, just, it's like your brain synapses. They're closer. Yeah. Things move faster. Right. More efficient, yeah. use less power, all of those things. Exactly. So... Hey, we know uh, we know somebody from Intel. Maybe we'll uh, we do see, him see, if, see if he wants to hop the, on the podcast. What's the big difference? Like Tiger Lake, obviously the GPU is the big story on Tiger Lake. Yeah, but as far as the the actual CPU is, well, it's the newer. It's still the same size process, I think, but it's the newer coves, uh, the newer uh, newer right. core. So is it Sunny Cove? I think so. Uh, even though the nan- the process is the same, it is a different architecture. Okay. Uh, okay. I just can't remember what it's called. Okay, good. Well, while I was thinking about this, the I don't know why this just popped That's back. That's the word I was looking for. Transistors. It's a shorter ah, space yeah. between the transistors yeah, 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 and yeah. the CPU. There you go. Uh, uh, putting these things in like a, ta- a tablet or something. So I know Google has said, "Hey, developers, Android developers, here's this thing you can do to make sure your stuff works on x86 and works on everything." Like, is that happening? Like, if someone if were to put this in a detachable, will all of your main Android I mean, apps work. Most, most of them work already. It just might I mean, not be Think about how they perfect. work on um, any other Intel-based yeah. Chromebook. I mean, yeah. generally speaking, I, I don't run into apps that don't work. They just may not be fully optimized, optimized. for okay. it. Right, right, uh, right. And usually you're only going to run into that with games. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And so, I mean, ARM has the advantage there because ARM is more yeah. of a mobile architecture. That's Yeah. When Android developers are building their apps yeah. are generally building them for phones yeah so all phones have yeah. arm chips in them um yeah. and so yeah has that's, there ever been a, a yes, phone that intel tried uh intel tried to <laughs> make really? phone yeah and there were some phones with i intel. don't even i don't even it, remotely it remember that didn't take off <laughs> at yeah. all um yeah and so that's why i'm saying like intel it feels like the, the fire got lit under them a little bit and, sure you know they're they're pushing they need to if if they're going to stay relevant they have to stay ahead of arm like you just yeah. have to um, but like, uh, didn't Qualcomm, aren't they like, see, I don't, I don't fully understand the arm licensing stuff, but apparently Qualcomm's next chip, they bought a fabrication, um, a foundry or something. Uh, they, they parted with arm. It's not that they're like, there's the arm, arm, the company, and then there's arm, the technology. Yeah. Right. Cause you, <laughs> did you see this that came out this week? Uh, so they've put, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so just, Qualcomm has a phone they just now. Put out their own phone there. Uh, so yeah, ARM is and not uh, it's not just a reference device. I like they're making no, a phone? it's an insider device that you can get for fifteen hundred dollars. So here you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's my credit card. <laughs> so Qualcomm leans on Nuvia to compete in PC market. Uh, on who? Nuvia. So nu- they pu- they purchased Nuvia and UVIA. Uh, <laughs> I, and this stuff gets so confusing. Qualcomm announced it would acquire Nuvia, 
in January for $1.4 billion, describing the firm as having industry-leading expertise in high-performance processors, SOCs, power management for compute intensive, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and pledging to integrate Nuvia CPUs across its chipsets. This is Qualcomm. Um, and so, it's Nuvia still makes... I'm trying to read the beginning of this. So to be clear, Qualcomm is still a major partner of ARM, the company, and still licenses and uses ARM chipset reference designs. What's happening here is Qualcomm is building its next generation PC chipsets using Nuvia's designs, uh, which so what, what is were Nubia? based on I've ARM designs originally. <laughs> Today, Qualcomm has directly improved ARM designs for its own chipsets. Um, <laughs> but some seem to believe Qualcomm is dropping ARM. And that's not the case. This was Paul Thorat saying this. So it's not it's not that they're companies like Apple, for instance, are using they're licensing the ARM cores, and then they go and build something cool with that. The M1 chip is a is and all of Apple's A yeah. whatever chips are are of that. They're not um, ARM isn't building that thing for no. them. They're licensing the cores and going right, to which is what Google will be doing with that's what Google's Apple, doing. Yeah. Um, and that's what to an extent that's kind of what. Qualcomm, I thought Qualcomm has been doing all along. Um, apparently, it's like they've been using ARM reference designs and tweaking them, maybe, um, it seems like. And instead, they're going to start, they bought Nuvia, and they're, Nuvia does a better job, maybe, than Qualcomm feels, uh, especially for desktops. And Well, they better do a better job for what was that, one point whatever billion? Yeah, $1.4 <laughs> billion. Dollars. They should do a really good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I guess Nuvia's ability to fabricate actual yeah. SOCs from these ARM reference designs, Qualcomm feels is better than their own. Yeah. And so they're buying them to help them make better. I don't know. Qualcomm's chips seem pretty awesome to me. But yeah, the to, eight, to be 888 true, is it's a monster. Pretty um, incredible. So it, it, when it comes to like ARM the company versus ARM the, the technology and how it gets licensed and it gets real confusing. Who was it that? Is trying to buy ARM or did buy ARM? Uh, NVIDIA was supposed yeah. to be acquiring did that go ARM. Through? I don't know. But what that like, then do. it's like, what part of that is? I think what do they own then? Do they own just the company uh, ARM? Yeah, but, I don't know. Like, it's really confusing. Like, I've never heard of this Nubia <laughs> company. I thought I was thinking Nubia, that dual screen phone oh. that we saw, oh. which is awesome. But Nubia, cool. I have literally they, never they, heard of them. They have know. wiped them off the board. If you click on any links that go to Nubia. They go to Qualcomm. Yeah, because so they acquired wow. them in January. Apparently. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is all you know. They're all yep. SOC architecture specialists for sure. Huh. But it is it is a cool time uh, in computing. I mean, yep. you 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 have. I mean, we've talked about this for at length on, on this podcast. So if you if you want to go back and listen, just look for the the titles where we're talking about ARM and stuff. But you know, you've had the you've had the the five hundred pound gorilla for so long you know, running the show and, uh, things are changing and that's cool. I think yeah. that's, that's awesome. Better competition and, and, uh, and yeah, I think to a degree Intel had to do something this year. Like they had to make a little, they had to make a little jump in performance and, and put out some better chips cause there's some arm stuff happening. So this is a video. I don't know who this guy is. Who is this? Who's going to tell me Gary explains. I've never watched his I, videos. I I've seen, seen his face though. Before. Uh, title of this is Qualcomm just bought startup founded by Apple's chief CPU architect. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's way more saucy. Yeah. Uh, 
I that's saw articles about that, but there was no reference to Nubia, so I didn't know what that was. Okay. okay. That makes so, sense. I'm going to do some research into so this. So the nice. NVIDIA ARM acquisition is not finalized, uh, but now MediaTek, Broadcom, and Marvel have backed the acquisition. Yeah. I, I Qualcomm and Microsoft are against the acquisition, right. and it would, be li- it would be them purchasing the licensing. They would, they would own the ARM that's Limited. Insane. Yeah, so. That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't know until That's not too long ago that SoftBank owns Arm right now. But oh, really? SoftBank oh, owns everything. Yeah, they own yeah, yeah, totally things. Wow. I'm going to read this later. Well, there you go. You'll probably see. You'll probably see uh, an article from Robbie here soon talking about <laughs> this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I mean, ultimately, the better Qualcomm gets at doing this kind of stuff, hopefully, eventually, we'll see this in Chromebooks. Hundred percent. I mean, we're, yeah, seeing, the, we're yeah. seeing the bottom of the barrel from Qualcomm right now, but and they're just getting started. Really, I mean, yeah, you know, if, the whole compute platform and that's the thing. Like, it, that's why it seems they've bought Nuvia is in order to compete in the computing platform. Right, and maybe you know, manufacturers and Qualcomms, the discussions that happen behind doors, they're like, hey, what are we, what are we going to try to do here? They're like, look, we just acquired them here. This what's going to come of this is going to be way better for Chromebooks. Like we'll have a a better idea of how to make you know stuff for desktop style computing. Just wait a second. <laughs> just use the seven C for right now and the little upgraded seven C. That'll be fine to just kind of keep our foot in the door. But let's let's be ready to compete uh, on, on a bigger stage later. Hopefully. So the Surface, there's there's uh, what what all is in this is the bigger one in surface x yeah it's the 8cx that's the 8cx but that's yeah. why people have been wondering why they haven't updated it and they're right like, that's what i'm saying this here. is why that's what i'm sitting here thinking that makes that makes more yeah. sense now i mean they're just probably going to be like look this are this there, isn't working are yet. there other windows devices that are running any of those that we've it's seen like, or is it mainly what, three just, of them or it's something mainly just like that it, surface it just never took off um it's just not good enough. No, yeah, performance just isn't Especially there. when you're talking about having to emulate everything. And and so that's that's a two-sided thing because, I mean, the processor <laughs> needs to get better, obviously, um, for for that kind of computing. But then Windows needs to do a better job. Well, Clearly, Apple's figured it out. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> look at what Apple's done with Rosetta 2. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, you know, Windows needs to figure that kind of thing yeah. out for ARM. Is and that... I that's mean, less easy for windows though because now they're having to do that for a chip that they don't make right you know and yeah. so yeah. apple has that advantage again it's a vertical alignment of things and it's what you know yeah is uh yeah what was i going to say i forgot never mind disregard disregard done it's yeah, disregarded it's, it's it's done it's it's over i disregarded Moving on. um i was just i was sitting i'm thinking about the are there any other ones that are that are using arm any other windows oh i, I don't know what it was so is this is this kind of maybe the start of what you're describing there is is that kind of what they're doing a little bit with with 11 and try I, I don't know the full details and i mean i know uh, oh i don't i don't know i haven't seen anything about arm specifically with windows 11 um no. i would i would hope that they're trying to make it better if they think <laughs> that windows on arm is a thing for the future they need to be working on yeah. it um so i don't know i don't know the full it, rundown it, of the back back end of they're in just 11 and such stuff. a different um, phase of things than where Apple's at. Uh, and I think once custom silicon comes out, and, and I include custom silicon for Chromebooks, uh, you got to include MediaTek's new stuff that's going to be coming mm-hmm. out. So the 8192 and 95 are built, like they're fabricating those things for Chromebooks. So, you know, 
there's a there's more of a vertical integration that can happen with Chrome OS than can with Windows at this point because manufacturers have to license uh, have to you know they have to license Chrome OS too. But Google works directly with every single person that makes a Chromebook versus you can just build a laptop and put Windows on it. I can go build a desktop PC and go buy the Windows license, just install it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I can go make my own thing. And so that means manufacturers can do the same thing. Like I can't go install Chrome OS on something just because I built it. I put Neverware, yeah, not official Cloud Ruby, but I can't no. put the Chrome OS that's on Chromebooks <laughs> that you buy at the store. That's not a thing. And so because of that, Google retains some tight control, which means they work with their partners, which means people like MediaTek can say, hey, we want to build a chip to put in Chromebooks to offer up to manufacturers, and Google can help them along the way with it, and there can be a tight integration, and they can align the cores. Yeah. It's not perfect vertical integration. It's, it's not. It's, it's pretty darn close. Right. Pretty, and pretty think about how much you better that the, yeah, how much better this is for the the Chromebook manufacturers and new new manufacturers that want to get into the Chromebook game because with Intel chips, Intel announces their new chips, then the developers have to take that chip to the Chromium repository and then work out all the bits and pieces of making it not just work but be compliant with Chrome OS and all the things, all the input and all that stuff. They're building this chip that they can now take to manufacturers and say, "This is already 100% Chrome OS. Yeah. This is all not this that it does. can't. Yeah, not that it can't be used for something else, but you won't run into any of these compatibility issues. Everything's already coded. Just build your hardware around it. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. That's, and that's what makes me wonder and, if Google won't do that for yeah, the Whitechapel chip. That would be they're brilliant have if they to, did. Man. And because I, I think about it, I'm like, why would they do that? You know, Apple would never do that. But I'm like, Google's in a different like. We, you can't compare Chrome OS and the ecosystem to um, Android. You can't compare it to Windows. You can't compare it to Mac OS. It's just different, you know, because, yes, there are other manufacturers involved other than Google, obviously. Um, but Google's involved deeply with each of them. And so it just changes that. So now it's like oh, if Acer wants to make an ARM-powered Chromebook, shouldn't Google want them to use their Right. chip yeah. instead of right. going and paying Qualcomm for something. Whereas or going Apple and does their own thing and makes their own stuff and they're right. never working with other people. Right. And so it's a little bit of the Apple thing going on, but it's also a little bit of the open ecosystem that Windows kind of brings yeah. to it. But Windows is like, hey, everybody just buy licenses. Yeah, license it throw it on there and make, you know, load your machine down with a bunch of drivers that'll make everything work. Like, that's not the approach either. And so it's like this kind of hybrid thing where Google's sitting kind of in the middle of going... We want to work with our partners, but we want to work with you. Like, you don't make Chromebooks without us really kind of looking at the process. And so because of it being set up that way, that's where I could see them saying, hey, yes, we make our own silicon for our Chromebook, but this is just a reference for what you can do with our stuff. And so now it's not only use our operating system and use our <laughs> keyboard layout and use our, our approach to a trackpad, go ahead and use our chip too, you know, and just build cool stuff around it, you know, and, and you can put more or less RAM in it if you want to, or you can do different stuff with this and focus on those kind of things. Stop it's focusing time, on this yeah, stuff. It's time for the rebirth of Nexus <laughs> oh, yes. and that to include Chrome OS devices, yeah, that'd be foldables, cool. wearables, everything. The Nexus program is just the, the bed, the bedrock for them to say, Hey, look, here's sure. these things. Still make your pixel. Let your pixel be the 
retail, the consumer, consumer side, side of things. Yeah. Nexus is here's our chip, here's our here's our own silicon in our reference devices. You guys take these yeah. and run with them. Let let, let yeah. us. that way you're not experimenting with retail devices like you did with that the Slate <laughs> that you're trying. Yeah, to, don't you're do that. To sell to yeah, consumers. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, that's a good idea, Gabe. Let's. Hey, someone listening about Mountain View, yeah, go do that. Let's bring Nexus back let's just for that. Chromebooks. So, all right. Well, there you have it's it. Nexus we event. went from <laughs> we went from Jasper Lake to chips to yeah. All right, there you go. I got to write all this down later. Now we got to remember what we talked about. Darn it. Yeah. Alrighty, folks. Uh, I think that's it for today. We appreciate you all tuning in. We're going to link everything like normal. Um, one one other quick thing. We we have some new merch that is available. Um, we do? Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, it's just the stuff that's out there. We just haven't really promoted it. <laughs> so uh, if you're interested in getting some Chrome Unbox merch, we have some logo and icon tees. Uh, and you can put it on anything because it's Cotton Bureau and, and they're awesome. You can put it on yep. a hoodie. You can put yep. it on a yeah. tank top. You can put it on a onesie. Get the light bar. You I'm telling you. The light bar is, is dope. It yeah. looks amazing on the... It's, it's black heather. Yeah, it's like so black it's almost, heather. It's like it's a charcoal. Like a, it's almost like a charcoal. Yes. Uh, looks incredible. We've got a cool little laptop design. A couple little designs. We've got our markup design. Um, so yeah, go check out that stuff, Cotton Bureau, and you can just search for Chroma Box on there. We'll make sure to link it in the show notes. All right, that's it for this week. We'll catch you guys next time. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunbox.com. And follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.